This episode is sponsored by Politics and War, the online political strategy game where you get to create your own country and compete with thousands of other players diplomatically, militarily, and economically. Yes, Politics and War is a free-to-play with limited microtransactions to ensure that the game is fair and not pay-to-win. Play for free in your browser at politicsandwar.com or download the Politics and War app on the App Store or Google Play Store. That's Politics and War. Sorry, we're, What's we're, that, Jay? We're, brain, we're brainstorming who we, we're going to choose as uh, Tom Bombadil. <laughs> All right. He hasn't even well, asked the question, though. Oh, yeah. what the heck? What the we heck? can see in the future. Cut that part out. Before the question was asked, and I was there after. There's no question. <laughs> there is no question. It's got to be Simon or Garfunkel. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, save it for when I ask the question. Okay. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay, back to it. Exploring Middle Earth is a Lord of the Rings lore podcast where my friends and I talk all about Tolkien's works. My name is Zach Norman. I'm the resident Tolkien idiot of the podcast, a huge fan of The Lord of the Rings. I've seen all the movies tons of times. But when it comes to the books, I may, I read maybe a book and a half of it all. And I'm Grant. I'm the resident Tolkien expert here. The past few times I keep, I keep like dumbing myself down because I'm trying to stay humble. But this time I'm going to come out and say I'm a Tolkien expert. Yeah. I'm just going to say it. You really Saying are. it like it is. I've read, really read pretty much all the books. I will say that. I haven't read all of them yet, but... Um, and I watched all the movies, uh, thoroughly. Thoroughly. Yeah. Th- thor- thoroughly. Roughly. You, he's dissected it frame by frame. Yeah. Now, Grant, yes. uh, real quick interjection. Have you ever fallen asleep during a Lord of the Rings movie? Mm-hmm. No, uh, that's actually an interesting fact. I have <laughs> never not, not, never not. Wait, never not. <laughs> double double right? negative. Um, <laughs> no, I have not. I've never not haven't fallen asleep. Well, if you, you, just you want people who, if you want people who have fallen asleep during Lord of the Rings marathons, I got your guy right here. Hey, my name's Jay. I'm the sleepy boy of the podcast. I fall asleep during Lord of the Rings movies, except for last time I watched it. But my new thing is watching half of it and stopping, because that's happened twice. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I've read most of the books, not as much as Grant. I've read the, the main ones, you know, you know what it is. Um, and I've watched all the movies, the main ones, which is all of them, but, but the only one I've actually really watched is Fellowship of the Ring, because it's the only one I haven't fallen asleep during, um, so yeah, and that's just me, so I know more than Zach, less than Grant, in most things, not all things, yeah, generally, yeah, yeah, but, uh, Zach, what are we talking about today? Well, um, today's topic on our ever-expanding journey throughout uh, Middle Earth is uh, the wonderful, jovial, and slightly mysterious Tom Bombadil. Wow. Woohoo! Oh. <laughs> oh, I got a fun fact okay. about this. Grant, you might remember this. Okay. When I first read the books, I, was, I remember <laughs> I was over at Grant's house when I first, when I got after, when I got after, after I read <laughs> the chapter of Tom Bombadil, and for some reason I thought his name was Tom Bombaldi. Yeah. That's what I was calling him. Like an Italian I, person? I don't know. I just skimmed over his Tom name. Tom Bombaldi. I don't know why. I must have been reading fast and just read it as Tom Bombaldi. 
So I kept telling Grant about it, and he was like, who's Tom Bombaldi? <laughs> Tom <laughs> but, Bombaldi. But I'll never forget that his name's Bombadil, because that's how it's spelled. Oh, I'm yeah. an idiot. Yeah. So uh, this this uh, ac- topic was actually suggested on our Spotify page. Um, so so yes. or whatever whoever Spotify. it was on Spotify. Yes. Okay, yeah. So someone suggested this topic. So thank you for suggesting that. Shout out to, shout out to topic that. suggester. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah. So this episode all about Tom Bombadil or uh, how did you Bombaldi. say Bombaldi? <laughs> Tom um, That's his evil evil Italian cousin. Part it's of the like, mafia. It's like Luigi Tom and Waluigi. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Bombadil and Tom Bombaldi. Hey, the name's Tom Bombaldi. <laughs> All right, so what I'm going to talk about a little bit here is just kind of like what he looked like uh, to give you a sense of who he was. And um, I guess he wasn't, I don't know if he was necessarily magical, but I guess he was. But he was something. He was something. And then I'll talk about his different names and I'll talk about inspiration. But for right now, I'm going to read you a little excerpt from The Fellowship of the Ring. Um, in the chapter of the Old Forest, and this is found in my version of the book on page 134. Uh, who's, who's, is it the narrator talking, or is it somebody talking? Um, talking? this, I guess, is a narrator. Okay, so you gotta do a narrator voice. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, what's your the best forest. narrator voice? Okay, get off me. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, th- they're in the Old Forest right now, and this is when, um, spoilers, I'm sorry, if, if you haven't read it or watched the movie... Well, actually, it's not in the movie at all. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not. Um, so if you haven't read it, this is a spoiler. But uh, So they're in the old forest, and uh, Merry and Pippin get um, pretty much, they don't die, but they get, like, eaten alive <laughs> yeah. inside this big willow tree. Yeah. And so Frodo and Sam are looking for something to do. It's like Jonah and the whale, but Merry Pippin in the tree. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, so. There was a sound as of a wind rising and spreading outwards to the branches of all the other trees round about, as though they had dropped a stone into the quiet slumber of the river valley and set up ripples of anger that ran out over the whole forest. Sam kicked at the little fire and stamped out the sparks, but Frodo, without any clear idea of why he did so or what he hoped for, ran along the path crying, Help! 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 It seemed to him that he could hardly hear the sound of his own shrill voice. It was blown away from him by the willow wind and drowned in a clamor of leaves. As soon as the words left his mouth, he felt desperate, lost, and witless. Suddenly, he stopped. There was an answer, or so he thought, but it seemed to come from behind him, away down the path further back in the forest. He turned round and listened, and soon there could be no doubt. Someone was singing a song. A deep, glad voice was singing carelessly and happily, but it was singing nonsense. And so uh, around the corner comes uh, our na- our main character for today, Tom Bombaldi. <laughs> He's like, "Hey, how's it going, man? Hey, how's it going? Hey, I'm walking here. Someone, someone called. <laughs> Who called?" Um, and then a little bit later, there there's another paragraph after some of Tom's nonsensical songs, his sing songs, if yeah, you will. Yeah, sing songs. And it uh, describes what he looks like. So let me find it real quick. Okay, so. There was another outburst of song, and then suddenly, hopping and dancing along the path, there appeared above the reeds an old battered hat with a tall crown and a long blue feather stuck in the band. With another hop and a bound, there came into view a man, or so it seemed. At any rate, he was too large and heavy for a hobbit, if not quite tall enough for one of the big people, though he made noise enough for one, stumping along with great yellow boots on his thick legs, 
and charging through grass and rushes like a cow going down to drink. He had a blue coat and long brown beard. His eyes were blue and bright, and his face was red as a ripe apple, but creased into a hundred wrinkles of laughter. In his hands he carried on a large leaf as on a tray of small pile of white water lilies. So that's uh, that's Tom Bombadil. That's like a great way to. That's what he looks like to describe a the way a character looks. I like the apple thing and the, oh, yeah. the wrinkles, yeah. the laughter. That's a good way. Good job, Tolkien. So he's he's basically uh, a guy. he's basically a a jolly happy old man. He's basically like the uh, the nature version of Santa. Yeah, I was just gonna say yeah. he's like he's like year round Santa. Yeah, year round yearly Santa. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, he's not annual like Santa. He's year round. Yeah, so. year round Santa. Uh, what would that be called? Is that perennial? I don't know. I don't know. Permanent Santa. Permanent. Okay. <laughs> He's there all the time. Yeah, so um, so I don't really need to explain much more than that of what he looks like because it kind of said that on the, the excerpt right there. Yeah. Um, but one thing I do want to mention is that uh, it says that he was uh, too short for a hobbit but almost too – or wait, no, too short for uh, one of the big people big, yeah. but too – tall for a hobbit so the big people is basically referring to that's what the hobbits call like just regular men um who average anywhere from like five six to six foot uh yeah in middle earth at least yeah yeah nobody's taller than six foot and the elves are oh well i meant the men no no men are taller than six foot. right right um so some of the uh some of the uh the traits that Tom Bombadil had I kind of mentioned he wasn't necessarily like magical in the sense of like he was a wizard but um the uh the one ring had no effect on him so basically he just wasn't controlled by it or um yeah affected by it mm-hmm. um so he could you know he could handle it and he even made it disappear but before the uh, hobbit's eyes as he was messing around with it oh so he he did what the ring does to other people to the ring sure yeah, because oh, dis- the ring disappear. makes people disappear. Oh, okay. he made the ring yeah. disappear. Well, that's I true. I didn't Sorry. Think about that. And then even when uh, Frodo put the ring on him, um, just to test if it was the real ring, after he gave it back, uh, Tom could actually see Frodo while he was invisible to others. So that's, that's just crazy, some, that's man. Something crazy. Um, mm-hmm. And he was also a master of. He was a master of the wood or the old forest. Um, he was a master of everything in there. Because I think Goldberry, his wife, explains... Oh, he has a wife. <laughs> yes, he has a wife. We want to congratulate Tom yeah. getting married. Actually, congratulations, <laughs> Yo, congratulations, Tom. Um, so his wife was explaining to the hobbits that he... Like, all of the trees and plants and stuff belong to themselves, but Tom is the master over them, meaning he kind of has, like... Um, I guess I guess he can control them. I guess that's the best way to put it, but I don't know. Um, and, yeah, so his... His whole land, I guess, which he bound himself to, he made the bounds to it was like the old forest and the river Withy Windle that went down. I like that name, Withy Windle. Yeah, fun name. It's kind of like the Brandywine too. That's yeah, kind of a cool name. Um, and yeah, so he lived with his wife Goldberry, who I mentioned before, and she was known as the river's daughter. So it was thought that she was some sort of river spirit, um, which. If, if you know anything about the Valar and the Maiar of Middle-earth, uh, we've talked a little bit about them, more about the Maiar than the Valar. Mm-hmm. But, um, uh, so I guess Almo, I've never, I don't think we've ever mentioned him before, but Almo is the Valar of, like, the seas and the oceans and all the waters, rivers, lakes, and that sort of stuff. So if you would place 
Goldberry anywhere, if she was a Maiar, then she would probably be a Maiar of Olmo, like a servant to him, because she was the river's daughter, and Tom found her in the river. Do you know what that so. makes me think of? In uh, the Arthurian legends, I think it's Arthur's mom is a lady of the lake. Yeah. There's a lady, of, maybe Tolkien drew inspiration from that. He probably did, yeah. yeah. He did a lot of stuff from Arthurian legends. Yeah. Wasn't there another lady of the lake? There's a bunch of them. Yeah. There's a lot of them. There's the one that gives him the sword Excalibur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that might be what I'm thinking. I don't know if his mom's a lady of the lake. She might be. I don't know. I'll have to ask King Arthur. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, so his legend or his character was little known to the hobbits except for the uh, the hobbits of Buckland, uh, which were across the Brandywine River and uh, right next to the Old Forest. So the Bucklanders knew a little bit about Tom Bombadil. And they were actually the ones who named him Tom Bombadil. Of course, he had other different names. Like Bumbaldi? Yeah, like Bumbaldi. <laughs> yes, that yeah. was the Italian hobbits who <laughs> named Italian him. Italian hobbits, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and, uh, but they, they thought him a very mysterious and unpredictable person, but also uh, like a good and benevolent and uh, comical person. And they compared him somewhat to Gandalf, although Gandalf uh, came into play a little bit more in the Shire. Yeah. And... Uh, Others of Middle-earth knew him as well, such as the dwarves, the northern men, and the elves. And so they, this is where I'm going to talk about his names for a second. They, um, they all had, I guess, because he's the oldest and fatherless is what he's known as to some people. Um, so he's been around in yeah. Middle-earth, so plenty of people have seen him before. Yeah, he knows his way around. Yeah. So, um, like I said, Tom Bombadil is said to be a Bucklandish name, which in turn comes from a long line of ancient Rohiric words. Uh, and you can kind of find that explanation in the appendices of The Return of the King. I think there's like a section where Mary talks about how the language of the Rohirrim connects a little bit to the language of the Shire, because they used to live within close proximity of each other. Mm -hmm. And uh, so it's a Bucklandish-like name, but it's, I guess, untranslatable. Um, to the elves and speakers of the Sindarin language, which is Grey Elvish, and so that also includes the Dúnedain, the men of the West, because they, they speak that on the daily, mm -hmm. you know, on the down low. That's just actually not really on the down low. On the up high. On the up high. <laughs> on the up high. Um, he was he was called Yarwine Benadar, which means oldest and fatherless, and the word Yarwine literally translates into old young. So they knew him, uh, Elrond especially actually knew him as oldest and fatherless, so uh, he was older than the elves, which elves are immortal, so you put that in your head and figure yeah, that how, one out. How the heck does that work? How the heck does that work, man? Um, the to, the men of the, <laughs> to the men of the northern vales of the uh, river Anduin, which is um, east across the Misty Mountains on the map, um, and then as well as the Rohirrim, and to an extent the Bjornings and men of Mirkwood. He was called Orald, which is an actual Old English word, which means very ancient. So, as you can see, the elves and the northern men both knew him as a very old person, um, older than them. Dang, I wonder if he got offended by all these names, just pretty much saying <laughs> old man. Old geezer. Let's name him geezer. Bro, do you see me hopping and dancing and singing all the time? I'm not old. You look old, though. Do you do look old, though. Yeah. He's very active Did you, esca did you escape age. from the senior home again? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then also to the dwarves of the Blue Mountains and the Misty Mountains, when the dwarves lived in uh, uh, Khazad-dûm or Moria, 
because um, like I said, Tom Bombadil's very old, so he would have been around when the dwarves were living there. I'm mm-hmm. um, sorry, I just tore this off your desk. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I don't know what that Grant's was. Grant's taking my desk apart piece by piece as he's talking. <laughs> <laughs> um, so to the dwarves, he was uh, known as Forn, F-O-R-N. Forn? Very, yeah, not like foreign, but like Forn. Yeah. Forn. Like Thorn, but not yeah. Thorn. Uh, which Forn. is actually... What a Forn in my side. <laughs> Which is also an actual word. Uh, it's an Old Norse word, which means ancient or literally meaning belonging to ancient days. So the dwarves, the elves, the men all knew him as a very old person. I don't know if the hobbits knew him as an old person because they just called him Tom Bombadil, which literally had no meaning. So Yeah, they were, they were trying to be nice. <laughs> yeah, they were trying to be nice. So, um, yeah, so I have a quick little thing about the inspiration that Tolkien uh got for Tom Bombadil, and then I'll pass it off to uh, whomever, or whoever. That would be I, That Jay. would be you. You with. You with. That'd be me Okay. Meath. That'd be Meath. So, uh, <laughs> me. Thou. Um, That'd be thy. Okay, yeah. we're we can be done. Right, okay. We can be done now. So, uh, Tolkien drew inspiration for Tom Bombadil from a Dutch doll that his children would play with. Dutch dolls are basically like little... Dolls that are Dutch? Yeah, they're like little like wooden <laughs> dolls. You can look it up on Google Images or something. They're not They're not that special. Other oh, wait, than the are they the ones that... They're that they're, no, they're those are Russian that, dolls. Oh, sorry. sorry. Um, the only thing special about them is they're Dutch, and I'm Dutch, so it just is... That's the only special thing about Dutch dolls? That's the only dolls? special thing. Is that you're Dutch? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they're like... I guess they're made out of like wood, and there's like some fabric on them that you would use for clothes and stuff. But anyways, it was something that his children would play with. And then he kind of gave it a name and put it into stories for his kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of these stories, um, he began writing in the 1920s, and it was a story called Tom Bombadil, and it took place in Britain's prehistory. Um, and it was mentioned that Tom was the protagonist and was considered the oldest in all the realm, which was around the River Thames. And um, and it was he was described pretty much like I described him in that excerpt I read. Uh, like almost word for word yeah. except not as long um so not word for word yeah <laughs> but, but like word so, for like, word but not the same like words. the yellow boots the bright <laughs> yeah. blue coat and all that sort of stuff yeah, but, yeah yeah um but that that story was scrapped he only wrote like writ <laughs> he only wrote a little <laughs> he only wrote like a few paragraphs and then scrapped it um but then in the 1930s he began to write um some poems called uh the adventures of tom bombadil yes. and that's where it actually came into play in middle earth um, and then he included Tom Bombadil in the Fellowship of the Ring. Um, yes. And Tom was also seen as an opposite to the elves, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. The elves sought to create, to advise, and to devise oh. new things, and also to control things. Like, you know, they, they wanted to build kingdoms, they wanted to make weapons and fortresses and castles and all that sort of stuff, whereas Tom um, only observed and contemplated the world that he lived in. He mm-hmm. didn't really do anything to stop evil or help good really um but he just observed and watched and he took joy in the world and that was it whereas Mm -hmm. the elves because they sought to create and all that sort of stuff they ended up suffering because of that so that's kind of cool because it's like they're opposite of each other but still they're not evil because most elves aren't evil yeah or like the main ones and then he they're both like not evil but they're still opposites yeah maybe that's probably why he didn't have kids either yeah he didn't want to create that's uh 
That's oh, a life lesson point. for you guys. Yeah, don't have kids. Just because. Just kidding. Just <laughs> because you think you're. <laughs> Actually, I don't know what the life lesson is. I was thinking of something, but I don't. Well, why don't you say what you're thinking of? No, I can't. Like, I'm trying. <laughs> I know. I'm I trying know. to put it into words, but I can't. Like, really think. If of you want to be Anyways. like an elf, have kids. Otherwise, don't. I if think you want to be like an elf, away. have kids, and build kingdoms. And if you want to like live Bombadil, long. Yeah, and prosper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Wait, that's the wrong IP. That's a total. Grant just did the live long and prosper symbol into the mic, so I was hoping you guys would hear. I hope you guys heard that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna start by talking about Tom Bombadil's origins, and then talk about him, outside of Legendarium. Um. So with his origins, I'm gonna preface this. Um. I don't know if we've talked about this before, but um. I'm going to talk about Arda in this, and if you don't know what Arda is, it is the name of the world or planet that the stories take place on. So Middle-earth is like a continent in Ar- Arda. Yeah. Um, so when I talk about Arda, um, that's just like the planet that Middle-earth is on. <clears throat> so pretty much we don't know what his origins were. Uh, he was just there. So we know a little bit about what he was there for but we don't know where he came from what time he came when why he came we don't know any of that but i'm going to read a passage um this is a little bit after grant's passage this is when the hobbits meet tom bombadil and um they ask him who he is and he talks in third person uh which is kind of weird but like he can do what he wants because he's tom bombadil (laughs) um but so i'm going to read the passage of him explaining who he is okay so this is tom bombadil talking i don't really have a voice to do for him because he wasn't in the uh, movies so i don't really have a voice just you're gonna have to come up with what what would tom bombadil sound like to you well i feel like he's like a santa like figure like grace said so just like an old man i don't know i'll test out some voices and the best one you hear is going to be the one you hear is going to be the one i chose I am old. Eldest, that's what I am. Mark my words, my friends. Tom was here before the rivers and the trees. Tom remembers the first raindrop and the first acorn. He made paths before the big people and saw the little people arriving. He was here before the king and the graves of the barrowways. When the elves passed westward, Tom was here already. Before the seas were bent, he knew the dark under the stars when it was fearless. Before the dark lord came from the outside. So, what we learned from that, Tom saw a lot of things. When he, he was here... A question. When he said before the seas were bent, does he mean, like, before waves? Or does he mean, like, before the earth was curved? Because I don't know if we've talked about it, but I, I know that fact that it was... Middle Earth was a flat earth for a while. Yeah, I will talk about that um, in a second. But that might <laughs> be what it is. That might be Maybe. what it is. Because when the, when the earth went round, it probably caused waves. But, okay, so you'll, you'll learn about that in a few minutes. But, um... I can be, so I can Tom be was, I can be Tom was there before any living things were on Arda. He was there before the rain and the acorns. That's a, I just think that's a weird thing to combine. I was there before the rain <laughs> and the acorns. Because he would have to be there be the trees well, would have to be there before the acorns. Well our acorns. What came first? The acorns <laughs> or the tree. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's so true. Which came Oh first? I guess, yeah. Yeah, I guess. Um and he was there before uh the darkness came over the land, so before Melkor turned bad, he was there. So he, so he was there. Um, you say on Melkor? Arda, Melkor. You remember like Melkor? Milk, like milk or <laughs> milk or juice. <laughs> milk or juice. <laughs> he. Oh, that'd be that'd be a good thing. Not 
like, I don't know where I'm going with this. Okay. That would be so, a good thing. <laughs> I was going to say, right. like, a good marketing thing, but why would you sell something called milk or juice? Oh, it's like a mystery thing. It's the new thing. got milk. Milk, milk or juice. juice. It's, it's the new got milk. Milk or juice? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he was on yeah. art before Living Things and Darkness came over the land. He was also... Uh, on Arda before the changing of the world. So he witnessed the changing of the world, which is when Arda transferred from a flat world to a round world. So, oh, it's um, just like I said. Yeah, so he witnessed that. He was there for that. Um, that was wow. before any living thing was on it, or other than him, before any other living things. And most likely he was the first living creature on Arda. Um, but we don't know... Um, I looked at Grant's notes. I think he's going to talk about it a little more. We don't know if he's like a Maya. You or... copying me? No, dude. I was just out. No, I looked at the <laughs> quizzes, dude. Oh. Uh, we don't know exactly what he is, um, but we don't know where he came from, but he came to Middle Earth after he was on Arda. We don't know where on Arda he came from. He came to Middle Earth, and this was before any of the men, elves, or dwarves were in Middle Earth, so he was uh, the first being to come to the West, and... Um, on or after wandering around Middle Earth for a while, he settled on exploring Eriador, um, which if you look at a map, it's to the west of the Misty Mountains where uh, the Shire is and all that. That's pretty much where he settled on uh, exploring. Um, and uh, this is getting a little ahead with the outside Legendarium, but Grant talked about the adventures of Tom Bombadil. Um, in the in the first, it's like a poem. Uh, the first one called The Adventures of Tom Bombadil um, is when he first comes to Eriador in the old forest. And this is where he meets his wife, Goldberry, and he meets Old Man Willow. And then he meets some badger folk who uh, take him in as prisoner. Um, but he gets out and he uh, proposes to Goldberry and then they get married. Aww. And Old Man Willow Aww. and the badger folk all come to his to the wedding. So that's just... Wait, the badger folk that... yeah. I knew that, that but I'm, I'm doing this for the audience. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Wait, came to the hold wedding. on, though, but Old Man Willow came too? Yeah, I don't know how, unless they had the wedding by him. Yeah, or maybe they had it under him. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, maybe they did. That'd be that'd be kind of cool. But um, That's exactly what I said. Why? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking through it out loud. I don't know. <laughs> so, yeah, so when he comes to the West and comes to Eridor, he meets Goldberry. So Goldberry was there before him. So that's kind of trippy because um, he was there before any of the living beings came, but he, but uh, Goldberry is there. So maybe like Grant said, she was a Maya. I think, well, I think he he means just in the world in general. Oh yeah. Yeah. But so, so they were all there and um, Tom uh, eventually just settles there uh, outside the old forest because the old forest is like his, his stomping grounds. Um, and when he lived there, since he was there, like forever, dude, he he saw the rise and <laughs> he saw the rise and fall of the realm of Angmar, um, and he saw the wars that led uh, to the Barrow Downs being inhabited by evil spirits. Um, he also saw the arrival of the hobbits um, in the region that would become the Shire, um, and that led him to occasionally interact with them. Uh, mostly in Buckland is where. Uh, he interacted with him, like Grant said, that's where he got, his name is Bucklandish. Um, well, his name's Tom Bombadil, but the, the, the name comes from Buckland. Yeah. Um, Tom Bombadil so yeah, that's pretty comes m- from Italy. Yeah, from Sicily. Um, so that's pretty much his origins. Uh, 
so he we don't really know where he came from but we know that he did come into middle earth into uh Ariador and settled there but um he's also mentioned outside of the legendarium um because like grant said he was a character inspired by those dolls and he was a character before uh tolkien wrote lord of the rings so uh the adventures of tom bombadil is um a collection of poems and uh it was published in 1962 um and in it in the adventures of tom bombadil there's two poems about tom bombadil um it's the first one's called the adventures of tom bombadil and the second one uh is called tom bombadil goes boating um and the first one is when he gets married I haven't read the second one, so I don't know what the second one's about. Probably him going boating, because that's the name of it. And then he's mentioned in another one, um, which is called The Stone Troll, which is supposedly written by Sam Gamgee. We know it's written by Tolkien, but the <laughs> we're supposed to think, oh, Sam wrote this, because it's part of the Red Book. Um, and then there's another uh, poem called Once Upon a Time uh, that is not included in The Adventures of Tom Bombadil. And I don't think it's included in any of Tolkien's, like, collections yet. It is included in a um, collection of children's uh, stories uh, with stories from other authors. But this one was uh, in there. And it's about Tom and Goldberry. Um, Tom's never meant, or his name isn't, his last name's not mentioned. So they just call him Tom and Goldberry. So we can assume it's Tom Bombadil and Goldberry. But those are the two places he's mentioned outside of the Legendarium. And, yeah, and then he was just mentioned in the Legendarium in, uh, whatever you call it, Fellowship of the Ring. Yeah. Um, whatever you second, call that book. <laughs> in the second poem, uh, Tom Goes Boating, I think that's when he, like, meets a kingfisher, and that's when he gets the blue feather that goes in his hat. Oh, yeah. Because he originally had a, a feather from a swan, mm-hmm. and then he gets one from a kingfisher. Yeah, so Tom Bombadil, it's kind of crazy if you think about it, because he was there before anything came into Arda. And he was also there before the Lord of the Rings was thought up by Tolkien. <laughs> he was because he was a character yeah. before. So, wow, life imitates art. Wow, that's crazy. <laughs> oh yeah. So, uh, why don't we take an ad break and then we'll get back with uh, Zach doing Tom Bombadil during the. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's not what's gonna happen after the break. That is not well, what's gonna happen. To, you'll have to listen to find out. So we'll see you guys okay, after the break. It, it might happen. Hey everyone, have you been wondering where you can see the behind the scenes of this podcast or correct us when we inevitably get something wrong on the podcast? Well, I'm here to let you know. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth. If you don't want to look those up, links to both of those will be in the show notes. everybody welcome back i hope you enjoyed that very cool creative ad for a product or service oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) this is getting old zach i don't know what you're talking about we've been running ads every week right Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep Jeez. anyway uh so i'm gonna tell a little bit about tom bombadil during the war of the ring which is when we meet him in the books in fellowship of the ring or whatever you call that old book fellowship um, of the ringer <laughs> the ringer <laughs> <laughs> anyway um 
yeah, so we covered a little bit of this as kind of Grant and Jay have talked, but I'm going to kind of go through it and give a little bit of background. Um, starting on the 26th of September, 3018 of the Third Age, which is when Tom Bombadil encountered four hobbits, Mary, Pippin, Frodo, and Sam, four names you might recognize. Um, see, Mary and Pippin had been captured by Old Man Willow, who was not in fact an old man, but a very <sighs> evil tree. He was an old man, but he was a willow. That's true. Yes. Um, and it was, of course, the master of the forest, Tom, who rescued them from the great willow's grasp. And he took them into his house, and they stayed a couple nights, and Tom Bombadil shared many tales and songs. Um, and despite Frodo's kind of goal to keep the ring a secret, um, Tom Bombadil's questioning kind of got him to spill the beans on the, the ring. And I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. What kind of beans? What kind of beans? Did I yeah, say what... beans somewhere? Yeah, you said spill the beans. What kind of beans did he spill? <laughs> Wait, you said oh. spill the beans? Did I say beans somewhere? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like a second ago. <laughs> I forgot I said that. I was just checking my notes. There's, there's beans in here? Uh, no, it, was, uh, it wasn't actually beans. I was lying. It was cashews, oh. which are legumes. Oh. Mm. He had a bowl of cashews and... Spilled them out. Are, wait, are cashews <laughs> legumes or nuts? I don't know, but I know that you're nuts. <laughs> ah, you got me. <laughs> okay, we can move on. But moving on. Um, so he, he did kind of get Frodo to tell him about the ring. And we kind of talked about his relationship with the ring before. Because Tom tried the one ring on. And when he put it on, nothing happened. So then he just took it off and flipped it up in the air, and he made it disappear, you know, because he was the master of that forest realm. Um, when Frodo put the ring on, Tom could still see him, too. And he kind of told Frodo, like, come back and sit down. And he even said his hand was fairer without the ring. Um, the next morning, Tom uh, warned the hobbits of the Barrow Downs because they were kind of headed that direction. Um... And obviously they were kind of this series of low hills that were crowned with barrows and megaliths. Uh, so Bombadil kind of told the hobbits um, to pass on the western side, you know, avoid the Barrow Downs. And he also taught them a, a song, um, Should They Come to Peril. And then they came to Peril. <laughs> and <laughs> Tom uh, came to rescue and he chased off a white with song. Um, broke the barrow's spells. <laughs> what what, is that, what we, does that mean, Zach? We should also clarify that white is spelled W-I-G-H-T. Yeah, yeah. W-I-G-H-T. 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 As in like a, as like in like a spirit or a ghost. Yeah. Or yeah. just a white person. <laughs> and they chased off a white. <laughs> I said that and I was like, should I explain what a white is? Uh, no, it's good to clarify. Tom chased off an undead spirit with a song. Who and he was broke white? The... <laughs> Uh, he broke the Barrow's spells, which had captured the four hobbits. And he kind of sent them off to calm down, and he went for provisions. Um, and he brought along the ponies that uh, had belonged to Mary. And then afterwards, he kind of really cast off these spells on this Barrow. And he took uh, from the Barrow had this huge treasure hoard. And he took this blue jeweled brooch that he was going to give to Goldberry. And it 
probably belonged to the spouse of the last prince of Cardolan, which Tom seemingly met a long time ago. Um, he also gave each of the hobbits a dagger, um, which when I read it in the books, because this is the one book I read half of, um, <laughs> I was like, what the heck? Because I specifically remember Aragorn gave them swords, but that's just in the movie, obviously, because they had to cut Tom Bombadil out. Which is a shame. They didn't have to. They chose to. They could have kept him in. I know they had to. I've got some choice words for Mr. Jackson. For Sir Jackson. <laughs> Sir Jackson. Sorry. Sir, big exactly. fan, though. Sir. Huge fan. Love the yeah. love the Get Back Beatles documentary. You're not a huge fan. You're I, a person. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't call myself a huge fan because I slept through six of his movies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the only six of his movies I've ever seen. But you're making an effort to change, and that is yeah. dedication. Yeah. But uh, back on track, um, after he gave them daggers, he advised that they make for the prancing pony and Bree. And uh, you know he kind of br- he brought them the ponies that had belonged to Mary, but they kind of came on trouble again, and they were attacked, and their ponies were set loose, and they remembered the care that they were given at Tom Bombadil's house. So they returned and uh, stayed beside Tom's pony, which was named Fatty something. Oh, Fatty Lumpkin. That's right, Fatty Lumpkin. Dang, I got changed. That was one of your trivia questions. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Yeah. Is that what you trying to throw me off? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I come Um, on a new. (laughs) I had no idea that you picked that as one of the questions. That's funny. (laughs) It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um. So. Tom returned these ponies uh, to Barlam and Butterbur, who was the proprietor. It's a weird way to say proprietor, uh, proprietor. of the prancing pony. The proprietor. Um, and since he paid 18 pence as compensation for the loss, uh, he was now the owner of five fine ponies. Um, some of the, the free peoples um, considered Tom to be a potential ally against Sauron. Elrond and Arister. Uh, considered that he should be present at the Council of Elrond, even. But Gandalf suggested that he wasn't fully aware of the struggle between light and darkness and probably wouldn't be much use. And with the eventual defeat of Sauron and the end of the war, Tom was able to continue and carry on in the following ages. Um, So he didn't have a huge role, uh, aside from helping the hobbits along, he didn't have a huge role in the War of the Ring. But he was there, he was around there. And I think it would have been really cool to see him in the movies. And it's a shame that they had to cut him yeah. out. Or chose yeah. to. You know, there's some contention there. But oh, if... Oh. Well, if Go he... Go on. Well, well, what's your thing? What's your thing? Go on. My thing was going to be like, um, you know how they're like, oh, why didn't the eagles just fly the ring right, right there? Yeah. Why Why didn't Tom Bombadil just make or hide the ring and then go there himself? I don't know. There's probably a really good reason for that. Why don't you tell us, Grant? I feel like it's because Sauron would be made aware of him. Well, first of all, when the ring is in Mordor, Sauron is, like, hyper-aware. Mm-hmm. Like, he doesn't know exactly where it is until Frodo puts it on. But if Tom brought it into Mordor with him, he would first be aware of the fact that Tom is there. And Tom is, like, a pretty much an otherworldly spirit. Tom's here. <laughs> Tom's no, here. Not Tom again. So, guys, check it out. Tom's over there. <laughs> and Tom's too loud. He he wouldn't be able to keep his mouth shut. Yeah, he's, dancing. he's tramping through with yeah. his yellow boots on his thick legs. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> fatty lumpkin. So, More like <laughs> fatty bumpkin, dude. That's yo. What Tom, that's, <laughs> so, Tom, did you say Tom Holland? Reason, no, no, what? No, the reason, said, that's the reason Tom that uh, that's Tom Holland's voice. The reason that Sauron would figure out Tom was there is because he Tom's too thick and <laughs> his teeth wouldn't be flapping. <laughs> he wouldn't fit through the black gates. <laughs> he wouldn't be able to fit through the gates. <laughs> I'm trying to walk into Mordor, but the clap of my cheeks keeps alerting Sauron. <laughs> so, I think it's just because uh, Tom is too powerful of a spirit or whatever he is. It'd that, be too easy. That Sauron would figure out easily. That I think it's just because Tom doesn't care. And also, Tom would not care to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he like, probably... he, I, don't th- I don't think you could convince him to leave Goldberry for that long. Right, yeah. Yeah, because if you think about it, he was there before evil came. And evil came and he did nothing about it. He probably right. could have done something about it. He's just, he's just like, like eh. he's he's the definition of no thoughts, just vibes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but back to what I was saying. It's um, just him and his hot smoking hot wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I've never That's seen her, so I don't know. You haven't. Like, she has to be smoking hot. She has to be. I mean, come on. Tom Tom can pull the ladies. <laughs> Okay, so I had one question, but now I have two questions. Okay. Oh, oh, oh you're, yeah. I know the second one. Yeah. So, if if they hadn't if they hadn't cut Tom Bombadil from the movies, who would you guys like to see play him? Follow up question: Who would you like to see play his smoking hot wife, Goldberry? <laughs> okay. Do you want me to go first? Yeah, you go first. Okay. Well, this is kind of challenging because I had a person pick for Tom Bombadil, but now if I choose a person for Goldberry. I'd have to choose somebody who's good, but I'd also have to choose somebody who would have good chemistry because they, like, love each other. Yeah. But, so mm-hmm. my pick for Tom Bombadil, it couldn't happen now, but Robin Williams would have been a good Tom Bombadil. Ooh, that's a good he pick. Because could, he could do the dancing and the singing really good. He'd be he comedic could. and jolly, just a jolly good guy. Yeah, he's not too tall or anything. Like, that seems like it would work. Yeah. is has Was Goldberry explained what she looks like? Um. Yeah. I think she's just got, like golden blonde hair and she has like she's like wearing a white dress or something like that with green green embroidery well that could be what it is wait okay wait robin williams would work because he was alive when the movies were made so i gotta think of (laughs) it doesn't have (laughs) like your dream cast like it doesn't have my my choice would be adam sandler playing (laughs) tom bombadil (laughs) and goldberry (laughs) like he did in jack and jill well no robin williams played a played a girl yeah yeah, yeah. what was that movie called what was that Robin movie? Uh, Robin Williams Doubtfire? Movie? Yeah, he could p- also play Goldberry. Um, That's true. I don't know who would have cast as Goldberry. I'm I'm trying to think of... Maybe... Uh, yeah, I'm trying to think of hmm. a Goldberry, because I just came up with the question. Because Goldberry, is she like jolly like Tom Bombadil? No, or is she's, she more like she's just like... She's chill. <laughs> I've met her chill. before. She's chill. Um, oh, I know how I would choose. Okay. Um, okay, so here's my casting for Tom Bombadil. Mm-hmm. Would be Jim Broadbent, who plays Horace Slughorn in the oh, Harry Potter movies. That's a good one. Um, just imagine him with a beard, and I feel like he's that kind of. I feel like he's perfect for it. Um, oh, I got my Goldberry. And then for Goldberry, I would say Emily Blunt. Oh, she'd be a good. Um, mostly because I feel like she kind of has like, if she played it right. Well, first of all, she can. I'm, she can act. She can act. She knows how to act. <laughs> so um, I feel like if she played it right, she would be that kind of like mystical, like River's daughter, where she like 
she's the only one who really knows Tom and and Tom's just this silly goofy guy. Silly boy. This jovial just a man. Fella, you know. And then she's just there getting all the flowers from him. Mm-hmm. She's literally standing in pots of water lilies. That's yeah. literally in the book. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, okay. For my gold berry, I'm doing this because this actor, I don't think, or from the, or actress, uh, oh, bro, dude. <laughs> sorry, dude. Um, I don't think she's played a character like Goldberry, but um, Saoirse Ronan, she is the girl oh. from Little Women. She plays Joe March in oh, Little yeah, Women. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think she could because she has the hair for it, and I think if she used <laughs> well, literally that, anyone could change hair color. No, not possible. Oh. Um, <laughs> what? Uh, <laughs> No, uh, but I think her Scottish, I think it's Scottish, or Irish, I think it's Scottish. I think, I'm pretty sure she's Scottish. I think her accent would go good with the character. I just think she'd be a good Goldberry. But the problem That's would be cast, is that, yeah. well, okay, I'd have, I'd have Robin Williams when he's Saoirse Ronan's age, in like his 20s, because uh, it'd be weird if he was like older and she was younger. But actually, Tom Bombadil's older, I don't know how old uh, Goldberry is. I think I'm thinking way too deep in this. Probably. Zach, who would you cast? I would have Timothy Chalamet as Goldberry. <laughs> I would have Timothy Chalamet as every character. <laughs> <laughs> it's old Timothy Chalamet. He would my... be a good Frodo, actually. Yeah. So my casting oh, for Tom Bombadil Aragorn. is... What? T- uh, Timothy Chalamet as Aragorn. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Don't do Timothy that. Chalamet as, as any elf. Is Gandalf. Timothy actually, Sh- that would work, though. Timothy Chalamet as Gimli. <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, my casting for Tom Bombadil is the guy that, when I read the books, I immediately pictured him, and I don't know if he's the Whoa. best fit, but I Why always picture him. Why are you, as a guy, having another guy on your mind? That's kind of sus. That's kind of... I mean, <laughs> you know... I spit it out, Zach. Who's, who's this guy? <laughs> All right, so I actually learned his character name while I looked up the actor's name. The actor's name is M.C. Ganey. He was in the show Lost, and he played a character named Tom Friendly. <laughs> what the heck? Wait, wasn't he, wasn't um? Uh, oh, I, I just I just looked him up. I I can see that. I forgot the name of the um the actor. It's not Billy Boyd. It's the other Hobbit who plays Dominic Mary. Yes, Monaghan. yeah, he yes. was in Lost. Dominic right? Monaghan was Charlie in Lost. So there's a connection there. So, so that's work. a connection. Um. <laughs> That was my cast for Tom Bombadil, just because when I read the books, for some reason I pictured him, probably because his character's name is Tom. Um, but he seems like he could fit it, like he could fit the role. As for mm-hmm. Goldberry, though, I, I'm having a hard time. I mean, I think Kate Winslet could do it pretty good. You know, like she yeah, kind of... Yeah, that, that's a good choice. Yeah. Either, either her or like... Um, no, yeah, I'm Kate just gonna Winslet stick with her. Emily Blunt almost have the same kind of feel. When yeah, yeah. Goldberry, like they could play it both very well. Well, I got a question. So we casted Tom Bombadil, but what about his Italian cousin Tom Bombaldi? Robert De Niro. <laughs> I choose Joe Pesci. I choose Joe Pesci. You choose Joe Pesci. Imagine Joe wow. Pesci. Yeah, I got Al Pacino. There. I think it could be. Al oh Pacino. yeah. Martin Scorsese. <laughs> He's more. Of a um, director. Yeah, I think he should have directed. The he could act first. Uh, yeah. Movie. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Oh, I was gonna say because we were talking about Tom Bombadil's kind of like Santa. Tim Allen could play him because he played Santa Claus. That's another good option. <laughs> I don't know if it's a good, good option, option, but it's an option. Uh, if we're doing people who played yeah. Santa, Kurt Russell could do it because he was in that Santa 
movie pretty recently on Netflix. Ooh, Arnold, oh, yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger was in a Christmas movie. I don't think he played Santa, but... He wasn't Santa in that movie. He was just Jing, a dad. Jingle all the way. I think he was a mailman. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, Grant, Wait. why don't you tell us about... Wait, what? I just remember, he what? was a mailman, and so was Sinbad. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Grant, okay. What was, what's your thing? So, what I've got for us right now is, uh, I took this from... Uh, one of my favorite YouTube channels, Nerd of the Rings, which mm. is a very... I've seen this movie, or video. <laughs> I've seen the video you're talking about. <laughs> which is a very nerdy uh, YouTube channel for Lord of the Rings fans. But basically, it's five different theories on who Tom Bombadil is, because all we know is that he's oldest and fatherless, and that he was there before the the rain he's and the a, acorn. He's a <laughs> That <laughs> Tom Bombadil. Um, Do I have to bleep that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the first uh, theory is that Tom Bombadil is Eru Iluvatar, who is who is basically the god of the universe of. He made the world. Where, yeah, where He's Arda takes place. Where, where Arda takes place. <laughs> where Arda is. He created Arda. Where Arda takes place. Uh, so basically, Eru Iluvatar is like, the creator, the of god of like Christ, like you know, like Christianity, because yeah. Tolkien was Catholic, and he pretty much based it off of that. Um, yes. So one of the connections is uh, Goldberry mentions, or when she's telling Frodo who Tom Bombadil is, she says he is, like he exists as oh, he yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. And then um, God in the Bible, he always says I am. And then so that's just kind of like a connection. That is a connection. He is, I am. They're very simple. Yes, very, <laughs> very simple. simple answers. They are. Um, but Tolkien disproves this Astute. in a letter. Oh. To he <laughs> he disproves it in a letter, like to like an editor or some. Yeah. Someone like that, but which he letter? Said that, uh, I don't know. It's some he wrote some a lot number. of letters. Yeah. Well, I meant like but, um, A, B. So, oh, I mean, there's only oh, twenty six. Not funny. Not funny. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> not funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he stated that uh, Eru Iluvatar has no physical form on Middle Earth, and uh, even Gandalf and the elves admit that he would eventually fall into darkness, and that is something that. Obviously, the wait. One Tom god, Bombadil would yeah, fall. Yeah, okay. Tom Bombadil would fall into darkness. So that's something. Obviously, the one god would not but, do. But Tom Bombaldi was born into darkness <laughs> in a nice crime. <laughs> Molded by it. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. <laughs> uh, that was just a little Bane impersonation for you from the Bane. Dark Knight Rises. Good Bane. Wait, hold on, hold on. You think darkness is your ally? <laughs> that was the Keep first part of it. I missed it. But, you gotta you know, get the mold by it. You gotta do the last line. Okay, hold on. Uh, here we go again. You think darkness is your ally. You merely adopted the dark. I was born in it. <laughs> <laughs> you uh, have to say molded by it. You keep skipping the line. Oh, I, no. Um, We're done with uh, this. Uh, It'll be the bane of Grant's existence. Uh, uh, um, sorry. Uh, another, the second theory, which is another theory. Yeah. Um. Don't say it. Tom is, <laughs> Tom is one of the Valar, who are, we mentioned before, are, mm -hmm. like, the gods of Arda. Um, he could be, um, one of, one of the Valar is Aule, who is the, basically the god of, like, smithing, smithcraft, mm -hmm. blacksmiths, yep. silversmiths, <laughs> weaponsmiths. But not whitesmiths. Smiths. Smiths. Um, <laughs> and, uh. 
he has a wife named Yavanna, who is also one of the Valar, and she's the Valar of, like, nature and, like, uh, plants and stuff like that. So I guess that would be sort of similar to Goldberry because she's mm-hmm. in tune with nature. But one thing um, is is that uh, Ale wasn't really in tune with nature, and he was actually quite indifferent to nature, and he was always at a struggle um, with Yavanna's creation of nature. So um, that kind of disproves that. Plus, Ale being the god of the smith smith smithers smithings smithies smithies um he uh aule being one of the like or the god of smithcraft whatever um he would be able to recognize the one ring when Mm -hmm. like tom had it you know and he would be able to recognize it that it's evil and that he would want to destroy it especially that the valar were very active in trying to defeat sauron although they were kind of playing from behind the scenes Plus, Ale was the one who actually taught Sauron before Sauron turned evil. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like he wouldn't know. So, it, that's just a theory, but not a good theory, like not the first one. Theory. Another one is they're basically just going down the list at this mm-hmm. point, is that Tom Bombadil is one of the Maiar, the oh, lesser wow. spirits. Um, and we know less of the Maiar by name, and there are many, many more than the Valar. So, there could be one that's like, oh, it could be Tom Bombadil, but uh, we don't know them all. Plus... If the ring has no effect on Tom, then it would also have no effect on Sauron, the Balrog, mm-hmm. Saruman, and Gandalf if Tom were a Maya. Um, Gandalf admits that he would be affected by it if he ever took it. Sauron was obviously affected by it because he created it. Saruman was, uh, he lost it after it. The Balrog was drawn to it. So if Tom was a Maiar, he would also be affected by it in an evil way. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. He was able to handle it and make it disappear and he could see through it. So, oh, it's a ring, so you can see. Yeah, you just hold it up. <laughs> but he can see when someone is wearing it. Yeah. Um, so that pretty much disproves that as well. Um, this one, in the video, uh, Matt, who is the Nerd of the Rings channel guy, mm-hmm. the creator. The creator. <laughs> uh, shout out. <clears throat> shout out to Matt. Um, he he likes this theory the best. And I have to, I have to say this theory is a pretty good theory. I think you're just agreeing because you like Matt. I do like Matt. <laughs> he should come on this podcast. We should have Matt. Yeah, cut that out, because I'd be embarrassed if he did. No, this is an open invitation to Matt. <laughs> Matt, you better. Matt, I'm inviting listening. you right now. That was a knock on your door. No, Grant, just tap my desk. He's been Dang. slowly taken apart. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I haven't taken anything else off of it. That, that I know piece. of, dude. <laughs> you can see it right there. Yeah, I know. It chipped a little piece <laughs> off. What can I say? Uh, anyways, <laughs> so this theory is that Tom is the embodiment of the music of the Ainur. So basically, the whole creation legend of the world of Arda is that there was um, the god, Eruluvtar. He created this music for the Valar and the Maiar to sing. And the Valar and the Maiar collectively are known as the Ainur, which basically means spirits or angels. Or and it means that you knew her before. Ainur. I knew her. I barely know her. I knew her. Barely know her. That's hilarious. Uh, uh, so basically, they would they they kind of like sang this song, and basically what happened with the song when they sang different parts of it is different things from Arda would form like trees and rivers and mountains and all that sort of stuff. Um, evil, good. Um, so evil came about when uh, Melkor, who is the strongest of the Valar, when he tried to make his own music against Eru's music, and that's kind of how evil came about. And that was called the uh, the Discord of Melkor. Um, which is uh, coincidentally what we're using right now to chat with Zach. Well, well that's Discord, crazy. Not the Discord of Melkor. No, <laughs> Discord. No, yeah, no. Not, not Melkor's Discord. 
<laughs> yeah. So um, the theory goes on to say that Tom could be the physical embodiment of the music of Einor. Meaning, like all the music? Yeah, meaning that he... That would explain why he was there before anything was created, because he is the thing that basically created it. Not him directly, but yeah. So he's um, like a greatest hits album. Yeah, basically. Or like a that's what I call <laughs> that's music. That's what I call music. <laughs> that's what he is. He's a he's a compilation album, um, pretty much. And uh, being a part of the music, um, he would know the end of the world because that was stated in the music. He would know the end of the world, and that would mean he would have no need to actively help the people of Middle Earth because he's like, well, I know when that it's going to end anyway, that's so. That makes sense why he doesn't care. Um, this would also explain why he is the eldest and came to the world before even the Dark Lord came to the world because Melkor did not go to Arda, like, right away. Mm-hmm. He took um, a vacation. He took a vacation. Took a gap year. Um, and it also could explain why he has, like, singing abilities. Like, he can... It's, his singing is basically magical. Like, he mm-hmm. could uh, get Marion Pippin out of the tree, and he could defeat the Barrow White with his singing. So He's a song and dance fellow. Yeah, and he's always singing and rhyming. Mm-hmm. Um, this Singing and rhyming all the time. And... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this would also explain another character that has a mysterious background, mm-hmm. and that would be the character of the giant spider, Ungoliant. <gasps> so... Ungoliant is, it's unknown where she came from. She's basically this dark and evil spirit who hates light and she wants to, she basically she like hungers for light and she like sucks it all up and then she like, uh, like spurts out like blackness. Like her webs are basically pitch black. Sounds like Zach. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> sounds like my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm just kidding. Jay, I am not your wife. <laughs> um, so she would be the embodiment of the discord of Melkor. So when he started his own music, then she would come about that because his music was basically evil compared to uh, Iluvatar's music. Um, and she, she doesn't necessarily, nece- uh, <laughs> she doesn't necessarily take a side, just like Tom Bombadil. But when she does take a side, it's usually to aid evil things. Like she helped uh, Melkor um, cut down and destroy the two trees of Valinor. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then whereas Tom, when he did help out, he helped for good. He helped uh, the uh, the Hobbit lads get mm-hmm. out of the barrow, the barrows, and he helped them get out of the willow tree. So yeah. uh, that would explain that, um, which is a really good theory. I do like that theory. Um, I don't remember what he did to disprove it. I don't think he disproved it at all. But um, so just just keep that one in your noggin. And the last theory is that Tom Bombadil is Tom Bombadil. That seems like the right one. And, uh, I don't Matt, believe in that uh, one. Yeah, Matt in the video says that this is the most likely theory just because he is who he is. That's He yes. explains that in the book that he is. And Goldberry says that. And Tolkien himself didn't rightly know exactly who Tom was either. Um, and it could be that Eru Iluvatar just made Tom Badal. Tom Badambadil. Tom Badambadil. That's another name. Tom Badambadil. But it could be that Eru Iluvatar just made him as he is, just for the sake of him existing. He's just showing off. Yeah. And Tolkien also wanted Tom Bombadil to remain a mysterious figure. Wait, what if Iluvatar created him and it was going to be like what all the men were? And he's like, Wait, that's like way too powerful. I'm not yeah. doing that again. He's like, hold on, we'll scratch that. That was there's a some, lot of work. We'll there's keep some him balancing yeah. issues here. I gotta rework yeah. this. We need to nerf these people. <laughs> nerf them. It was a bug. He introduced a bug fix. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was a patch. So those are all the 
theories of who uh, Tom Bombadil was or is or are. He are. could be multiple people. Yes. Okay, um, well, we're going to be done with Tom Bombadil and move into Middle Earth current events. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> These are current events taking place in our world, not Middle Earth. But well, have, why have would to you do call with them Middle, Middle Earth? Earth. Because they're current events about Middle Earth, and I couldn't say these are current events about Middle Earth. Middle Earth current events sound better. We're gonna talk <laughs> about we're gonna talk about everybody's favorite topic nowadays, cryptocurrency. <laughs> we're gonna move this mic over to talk about cryptocurrency. Okay, so uh, this is November of 2021. If you're listening to this like way in the future, no, I was gonna it's say past. Almost you're listening December. to this in the past. Well, actually, it'll air in December. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, but in November of this year, um, there was this cryptocurrency called JRR Token. Oh, funny. Token. Token. Stupid. That was created and destroyed within uh, this month. Much like the One Ring. Yeah, but that was more than just one month. But I see what you're getting at. (laughs) You get it, though. You get it. Yeah. So what is JRR Token? JRR Token is a cryptocurrency which is Lord of the Rings themed. Um, I'm not really going to go in depth what a cryptocurrency is because that's going to take forever, but it's an online currency if you don't know. Its tagline was, one token that rules them all, Uh. which I don't, it says one token that rules them all, not one token to rule them all, like Uh. the ring, one ring. It wasn't even, it clearly wasn't even made by real fans. (laughs) Yeah. They were just looking for money, but, um, it launched at the beginning of August of this year, 2021 and the day after it released, um, the uh, Tolkien estate filed a claim with the World Intellectual Property Organization, um, which makes sense because the Tolkien estate cracks down on stuff like that's that. That's right. That's right. They that's right. ain't no playing games. <laughs> yeah. They're 18. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, no, ga- no more games. No more games. Yeah. So, no carnival, no games. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's probably, I'm just making references left yeah. and right. Okay, so they, the Tolkien, Tolkien estate uh, claimed it infringed on Tolkien's name, which is trademarked. You can't just use that. You can't just throw that name around. Um, they claimed it was specifically uh, designed to mislead the internet users into believing that uh, it and the website to which it revolves or resolves have some legitimate commercial connection. Also, before I go on any further, I'm getting all this information from a Guardian article. <laughs> um, so, so I'll link that article if you want to immediately see disprove. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> So the developer of the coin uh, claimed that uh, it was more of a parody and not done in bad faith or done to use the uh, um, the popularity of Tol- Tolkien's name to boost the popularity of their coin, um, which I think that's, uh, I feel like obviously he the person would have known that when they made the coin that it would they would be benefiting off the popularity of his name. Yeah. But, um... Uh, they the WIPO uh, was like, nope, we're not gonna, we're not gonna uh, deal with that because that's obviously not right. And then I think this is the funniest part. Um, the creator or the developer of the coin, they claimed that JRR stands for Journey Through Risk to Reward, <laughs> and not uh, not the name of Tolkien, not Tolkien's first and middle names or whatever. I don't know. Grant knows. Grant, say it right now. John Ronald Roll. Roll? I'm pretty sure it's rule. Rule? It's R-E-U-E-L. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so if you didn't know, J.R.R. Tolkien does not stand for Journey Through Risk to Reward Tolkien. Um, But that's what the um, developer claimed the coin was. That's so dumb because you can't, like, drop off 
the word through like for like two yeah. makes sense to like not abbreviate yeah. it's but obvious, the word it's, through yeah it's obvious that they made it up after the claim was filed <laughs> they're like, and they're oh, just no. trying to get out of it um and the Tolkien or the WIPO uh said that's dumb that they pretty much said that doesn't make any sense why'd you say that there's like there's no that doesn't make any sense at all and we don't know what that means um but uh in the end the Tolkien estate uh, has now recovered the domain name jrrtoken.com and it stops the developer from operating under the name so the coin is gone from what I understand I I'm not an expert on any of this but from what I understand it's gone um, I am, and the only way to truly destroy a <laughs> cryptocurrency is to throw it into the fires of Mount Doom. <laughs> That's what they did. They threw it in the fires of Mount Doom. But on November 23rd, which was six days ago as of the recording of this, um, the developer had to pay all these states legal, or the state's legal costs for the uh, file they claimed. Dang. But um, that's just a big current event news. I guess it's not huge because it's just like a cryptocurrency that started and then the state shut it down but it was well i put all my money into it so oh it <laughs> <laughs> oh, is huge for one of us it, it's it sounded like a good idea if uh the tolkien estate wasn't like so stingy on uh not letting other people use the name but um also they blocked nfts don't ask me anything about nfts i just know <laughs> those it's three letters and pictures yeah <laughs> That you aren't allowed to screenshot, but what the well, heck? You totally I don't know. can. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, yeah. So that's pretty much it with the uh, current Middle Earth current events. We'll get back to you with more current events when they come up. But now we're gonna move on to uh, the Tolkien trivia. Ooh. Um, Ooh. I had to uh, change one of Grant's questions because he answered it already when Zach <laughs> asked it. <laughs> I yeah, accidentally asked. No, I, I'm not giving you a point. I'm changing it. Okay, so who wants to go first this week? Zach, because I basically just answered one. Yeah. That's true. I can go first. Yeah, I can go first. I'm going to admittedly say that my performance this week will probably not be up to par with my performance last week. That's okay. This first one is a softball, dude. Um, no, it's a question. Oh, it better be. <laughs> okay, what color was Tom Bombadil's <laughs> jacket? So I'm looking at a picture of the guy what? who I was going to cast, and he's wearing an orange shirt, and I can't get that color out of my head. Mm -hmm. I know it wasn't orange. I don't remember. It's was one, it green? It's, it's one, no, it's one of the primary colors. Oh, so it was probably yellow then. Is that your final answer? Give me your final answer. Blue. Yes, final it's answer. blue. Oh, but you did say yellow. Can you name what piece of clothing of his was yellow? He had yellow, was it shoes? Boots, yeah. He had yellow boots. So that's good. Yeah. One point for Zach. Okay, <sighs> Grant. Clinched it. We're going to start with or we're gonna start with an easy one. Okay. It should be easy. Okay. Easy what for year, Grant. What year was The Adventures of Tom Bombadil originally published? Maybe this one's too hard. Oh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. You said we weren't going to have to know dates. I can give you hints. Um, there's a few ideas in my head. You want me to give you a hint? No. Okay. I okay. got this. Hold on. Let me think. Um, oh. Yeah, give me a hint. Was it... Was it... It was after... After, like, the primary books were published? Yeah, it was after. Was it 1968? Close. Oh. You're a little high. 
No, I'm not. <laughs> well, it was the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> not today. Uh, you guessed a little too high. 19. Uh, do I get one more guess? Yeah, you can get okay. one. Because Zach said a color, and I said, is that your yeah, final I, answer? Yeah, I kind of... Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's lower than 1968. I don't want to, because I don't think it was an odd number. Or maybe it was, no, Jay but it shakes, wasn't Jay shook his head. I know. I saw him right next to him. What the heck? <laughs> yeah. um, uh, 1965. Is that your final answer? Well, that's my last guess anyway, so you're going to have to go with it. No, 1962. Uh, it was an even number. Oh. You did get really close, though. Yeah. See, I thought it was either an even number or it was 1965. I yeah. don't know why I thought that. <laughs> <but> yeah. <laughs> Okay, Zach, your second question. Um, yeah. I think you'll get this one, too. Dang it! <laughs> Tom Bombadil witnessed the changing of the world. What was the changing of the world? Uh, it went from flat to round. Is that your final answer? Yeah. Okay, yeah, you got it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Congrats. I remember, because I specifically called it out, and then you were like, I'm going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is Grant's second question, and this is... Originally was the one you already answered. Oh, about but, Fatty Lumpkin. Yes. So it has still has to do with Fatty Lumpkin, but oh, it's a little oh, different. Dang. How much did Butterbur pay for the five ponies? Eighteen pence. Congrats, Grant. Yeah. You got it. Was that your final wow. answer? Wow. <laughs> yeah, that's my final yes. answer. Yes, eighteen <laughs> pence. Okay. It's, Great it's, work. That's right. Is that your final uh, answer? <laughs> Zach's in lead two to one, but I did give Grant a real stumper at the start. Yeah, okay. you kind of gave stumper, him a man. hard one. Okay, Zach, this is your third and final question. Oh, boy. Um, what does the dwarvish name Forn mean? It, oh, it mean... Mm. <sighs> Give me a sec, because I know there were... <laughs> we talked about a lot of terms for old. Does it mean... It means, like, ancient or for the ages or, like, old or something, right? What's your final answer? <laughs> Those. <laughs> Those. Ancient. Um, I'll count ancient. Yeah, it's ancient. Yeah. Ancient or belonging uh, to ancient days. Yeah. yeah. That was good. That, that was, was good, Zach. Thank you. Okay, Grant. Um, this one's actually really hard now that I think about it. Hey, Zach never said it. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, okay. what? Wait, what do you mean I never said it? So it's Zach's in your, probably going to win. I don't think you said it. It's in your notes, but I don't think you read it because it's another date. Um, oh, no. I'll give you. I only said one date. Uh, maybe he did say it. Okay, um, if you can't think of it right away, because Zach didn't, because uh, maybe Zach did say it, um. If, here, you, you ask the question, and if I didn't say it, I'll tell you. No, yeah. Because I'll know. If Zach didn't say it, then I'll give you a range of days that you, or how many days off you can be to get it. So, okay. what was the date that the four hobbits met Tom Bombadil? I oh, said that. He did, did say that. that. You know that? I'll give you a range of five days. You can be five over, five under. Okay, well, it was in September. Yes. Um, 20. Give me the range. The range? Yeah. Well, no. I, oh, I'm not gonna, no. You just have... It has to be either five oh, within, t- within a range. Within five? Okay. Yeah, within five. I thought you were going to give me a few. <laughs> no, points, give me like the range. 20. No. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay. You want me to give you the answer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then September, no. Tell me the rest. We're doing September 22. That's your final answer? Yeah. 26, so you were in the range. 
I'll give you an extra Very point. Close. I was gonna say twenty, but then I thought it would be safer to go a little yeah. higher just in case. I'll give you I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me the year. Oh, so then I would tie with Zach if I got yes. this one. Okay. Oh, the year? Yeah, you have to tell me. <laughs> I was waiting for the question. But quote. the year. 3018. Yes! Yeah. Of what age? The third age. Yes! Okay, Grant and Zach are, are tied. Sorry about Yippee! that. Sorry about that stumper at the start, Grant. Okay, but I have a bonus question for both of you. No, it was my oh. fault. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> it's okay, Grant. I got 18 pence, though. I was surprised. Yeah, about that I was surprised one. about that one, too. That was what about you were an idiot? I just, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't have gotten that. Um, okay, so this one, it's about Tom Bombadil. But we didn't talk about it in this episode. Ooh. But it's multiple choice, so there's four multiple choice, or there's okay. four answers, and you got to give me the correct answer. Um, here, what I'll do, I'll read them off, but I'll also send it in the chat so you guys can both look at the the or the possible answers. So do you want us? So how are we gonna do it? Where we both answer, or is it like first buzz in, or are we both gonna text you our answer? Um. Why don't Why don't you guys say it? And then I, you both tell me, and then I'll tell you who's right. But how are we going to both tell you if one of us hears the other first? Well, no, because Grant will say an answer, and then you'll say an answer. But I won't tell Grant if he's right until after you say your answer. Oh, uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Okay, so here's the question. Although Tom Bombadil does not appear in Peter Jackson's film series, what type of film merchandise was he included in? It's either oh. an action figure, a playing card, a t-shirt or part of the chess set? Playing card. Okay, Zach, give your answer. I'm I'm I wanna say action figure, but it could I feel like it could be chess set too. Playing card's good also. I don't think it was a t-shirt. I, I wouldn't buy a t-shirt with a random guy on it. <laughs> it's not just some random guy. You have guy, a David dude. Bowie shirt, right? He's <laughs> <laughs> not a random guy, and also no, I don't. Yeah, you do. It's the album cover, don't you? What? No. I thought you have. What I thought you did too. Yeah, the I had a David Bowie West album. I have the album. Oh, I thought you have the album cover on your shirt. Okay, that's besides <laughs> no. the point. Anyway, um, I'm gonna say they released an action figure. Final answer. Final answer is action figure, and Grant's final answer is playing card. Is that correct for both of you? Grant got yes. it right. It's a playing card. No. Tom Bombadil was on a playing card. Did you know that before? I, I did know that before because um, when I was researching <laughs> Tom Bombadil, I noticed this a while ago, but on like the images or like in portray <laughs> portrayal and adaptions down yeah. at the bottom of the wiki page, it has a picture of him. Lord of the Rings playing card funny. game. Yeah. Yeah, so Tom Bombadil wasn't in the movies, but he was included in the uh, as a trading card in the card game. <laughs> so I like his picture. Yeah. Tom Bombadil, the master. Yeah. So that's all we got on Tom Bombadil and Middle Earth Current Events. So thanks for listening to this episode, episode 11. Thank you. Is it 11 or 11 lucky number? Episode. Wait, is that a lucky number or no? No, it's not. 11 11. No, I think 11 11 is lucky, and 11 11 11 is when Skyrim released. Mm. I played Skyrim yesterday. Not I played it a few days ago, actually. Actually, I did play it yesterday. That's crazy. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Our next episode will be a Christmas special. 
you got they're getting a lot of treats because it was Thanksgiving yeah. special or Holiday Halloween special, then a regular, then Thanksgiving, then this one was regular. It is the holiday season. And then Christmas special. But after that Christmas special, we're going to be taking a few weeks break, and then we'll be back to you in January. Yeah. Woo. Boy, it's really coming out down there. It's coming down out there. <laughs> coming out down there. It's... <laughs> we're talking about the snow. I'm talking about snow. Um, yeah. It's, so... it's really coming out down there is what I say when I'm on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, on Spotify, we have a little thing where you can recommend what another episode topic That's you right. want to do. So if you want to do that, you can uh, go in there, give us your recommendation. If you go to last episode, episode 10, we have a poll going about your favorite pickle type of pickle and that's going to be going on for a hundred years so <laughs> get, your pick, get, your picks in, get your picks in before that and we'll be announcing the winner yeah. in a hundred years <laughs> yeah no, but get your suggestions in and you could help us decide what topic we're going to bring in the new year with yeah yes and that one we'll look at before a hundred years we'll look probably look at that yeah that'll regularly. probably yeah. in like a couple weeks but yeah so thanks for listening and we'll see you guys on the next episode of Exploring, Exploring Middle, Middle Earth. Earth. <laughs> I was totally Love in time you with you guys. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Exploring Middle Earth. Grant, Zach, and I had a great time making it, and we hope you enjoyed listening to it. If you enjoyed the podcast and want to support us, there's two ways you can do that. One way is to rate and review the podcast on Apple Podcasts. This helps us a lot because it builds up our reputation. You can also share this episode or the podcast with your friends. You can find us on Instagram at exploringmiddle underscore earth or on Twitter at expmiddleearth, where we will post updates and behind-the-scenes pictures. The link to both of those will be in the show notes. Each episode goes up every other Monday, so episode 12 will be up on December 20th, so be on the lookout for that. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time. Thank you.